I'm, I'm going to invite your attention to the book of Jeremiah chapter 31. The book of Jeremiah chapter 31. And I just want to read a few verses of scripture in your hearing. And uh, we're going to read verses 10 through 14. And I, I'd love for you just to soak these scriptures in. I, I, I tell you what, we're going to read it as a text. But if you're ever down or discouraged, just come back to these scriptures and read them again. Jeremiah 31 verse 10. Hear the word of the Lord, O ye nations, and declare it in the isles afar off. And say, he that scattered Israel will gather him and keep him as a shepherd doth his flock. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. Therefore they shall come and sing in the height of Zion and shall flow together to the goodness of the Lord. For wheat and for wine, for oil, for the young of the flock and of the herd, and their soul shall be as a watered garden. They shall not sorrow any more at all. Then shall the virgin rejoice in the dance, both young men and old together, for I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. I will satiate the soul of the priests with fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, saith the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We receive it and believe it, oh God, in Jesus' name. And I want to uh, speak to you this morning for just a few moments on this subject. When God gathers. When God gathers. Could we just lift up our hands and ask the Lord and our voices, ask the Lord to bless the preaching of his word today. Almighty God, we come to you as our great King, Savior, and Redeemer. For a mighty fortress is our God, and we pray that you will help us to hear and receive your word. Help us, Lord God, to be satisfied with your goodness. I pray in the name of Jesus that each and every soul today will be fed by the good word of life and help us to go from this house strong with purpose, with direction. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. This passage of Scripture just blesses me so much. I love the wordage used by the weeping prophet. I love it that it came from the weeping prophet. Because we call him that due to the weight of the message that he had to bring to Israel. And the weight was so heavy that he wept. He not only gave us this beautiful book of Jeremiah, but he gave us the book of Lamentations. And the book of Lamentations is just that. I remember Bishop Tenney saying, when you come and come and go, and you're filled with the joy of God. He said, he said, don't look like you're the poster child for the book of Lamentations. He said, uh, let God fill you with joy. Let it show up on your countenance. And it's so true. The book of Lamentations are the Lamentations of Jeremiah the prophet. And the Lamentations were great because what he saw coming was so severe. And what he had to share was so significant. It was so dire and, and yet, in the midst of all of what he shared were these moments that 
emerged out of the bleak message that he presented. The bleak message was that Israel had sinned, that there was a captivity coming, that there was an exile approaching. And yet, he never lost sight in all of his prophetic utterances. He never lost sight of the fact that that is not the end of the story. And there were times where the scattering of Israel was necessary because Israel would turn to false gods and they would put their faith in a false god. And so God would often let them have what they desired. I will just warn you, don't seek for things outside of God because he'll let you have them. You, you, if you don't believe in him, you will by the time that whole scenario works itself out. And I've, I've often said, you know, you must hate sin. You know that as a Christian believer, you got to hate sin. Okay, and here's, the, here's the, the, the simple fact, you will hate sin. You may not now, but you will. And it'll either be by repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of his spirit and God putting in your heart a hatred for sin or you will dance with sin and it will bite you and devour you until you are abhorrent of it and want nothing to do with it ever again. Sometimes that is the thing that is necessary. And in this case of Jeremiah prophesying to Israel, he had let them know, hey, there is a bondage coming, an exile coming. You have, you have rejected God, you've rebelled against the Lord, and, and the Lord's gonna give you what you want, and we're gonna see how much you actually want it when it's all said and done. But he gets to the point in this passage of when it's all said and done. And when it's all said and done, you need to know that the Lord hath redeemed Jacob ransomed him from the hand of him that was stronger than he. When it's all said and done, they shall come and sing in the height of Zion. They shall flow together to the goodness of the Lord. The virgin shall rejoice in the dance, young men and old men together, because God will turn their mourning into joy and will comfort them and make them rejoice from their sorrow. And this is a beautiful thing to look forward to and and, and, and yet again, it's, 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 kind of, it's kind of fit between a lot of lamentation. In the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, there is a passage of Scripture that, that we are familiar with. And if you've, if you've uh, studied the Word of the Lord, you're probably familiar with it. Uh, even those who are not students of the Scripture maybe are familiar with some of the language of this great uh, ecclesiastical proverb, if you please, from the man Solomon. He's describing that there are seasons and there are times for everything. There is a season to everything and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And, and I want you to notice the contrast between these times and seasons. He says there's a time to be born, there's a time to die, there's a time to plant, there's a time to pluck up that which is planted. Time to kill, a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. 
There is a time for gathering. And there is a time for scattering. And this ecclesiastical reading helps us understand that as contrasting as these various realities are, they are nonetheless necessary. And the writer helps us to understand that he hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their hearts so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. God has a work in motion that we cannot figure out. And so there are times for scattering. One of the great scatterings, if you please, of the scripture is found in the 11th chapter of the book of Genesis. It is when the people of what would become known as Babel were creating a tower. And they said, let us make a tower. Let us cause it to reach unto the heavens. And they had a reason for this. They said, lest we be scattered upon the earth. They were all, the whole earth was of one language. The whole earth was of one language. And they communicated with each other in that one language that they were going to build a tower and they were going to settle right there. I don't know what caused them to think that way. I don't know if they were traumatized by the flood, the history of the flood. And maybe they lived in a fear of, of calamities to come. I don't know. I just know they had a lingering, nagging fear in them that they could be scattered upon the face of the earth. But you have to understand that it was always God's will to give the earth to the people he created. And so from the very beginning of time, the Bible says that he created man in his image. Male and female created he them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Which means I want you to fill the earth everywhere. I want you to move from this place and I want you to go into all the earth. And I want you to fill the earth and I want you to replenish the earth. Of course, we understand that after the fall of man, mankind and the descending generations became overwhelmed with evil. Violence broke out and the thought of man was evil continually. And the scripture says that the thought of man was so evil that God would no longer bear the evil of man. And so God brought about a flood. But before he did, to destroy the, the, the creation that he had made, that except that he would spare some alive to replenish the earth again. Before he did, he put it in the heart of a man who had found grace in his sight to build an ark for the Lord to the exact dimensions of God's requirement. Pastor Rogers, you'll see a, a pretty good depiction of that while you're here in Cincinnati. That, that ark that Noah built, that was put in him by God and all the dimensions were given to him by God and he built it. Only eight were saved, he and his household. And the animals, seven of the clean, two of the unclean, were put inside that ark and God spared these so that he could replenish the earth again. When Noah came out of the ark in the 8th chapter of the book of Genesis, God said, all right, Noah, here we go. We're starting over. 
but the mission has not changed. I want you to go out into all the earth and I want you to replenish the earth. There's something about people that we begin to cloister and we begin to settle down and, and we start kind of determining how things are going to be and, and without meaning to, we kind of become gods unto ourselves. Without meaning to, we start charting our own course and trying to carve out our own path instead of really letting the Lord be the Lord of our life. I want you to know that God is God. And he's really good at being God. He's much better at being God than you and I could ever be. But we like to play God to ourselves. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, it is God who hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And God has a purpose for why he created us. And he wants to give unto us the goodness of his kingdom. I want you to know that this place where we are living, God gave it to us. It's not supposed to be this fallen, broken, depraved society that it has become. It is to be a land that floweth with milk and with honey. We're not supposed to die. We're supposed to live. We're not supposed to be sick. We're supposed to be well. We're not supposed to be sinners. We're supposed to be sanctified. Hallelujah. God has a pleasure that doesn't last for a season. It's a pleasure that lasts forevermore. It's found only in the presence of the Lord. And that is yours if you want it. I want you to know that the mission of God has not changed. The purpose and the mission of God is to give unto whosoever will life and that more abundantly. Contrast that to the thief that cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus Christ has come that you might have life. And that you might have that life more abundantly. Oh, hallelujah. And yet, even though we know this, what happens? We hear it, we believe it, and then we, we grow lukewarm in our culture. We begin to acclimate to ideas and philosophies, to thinkings of our world. And with social media and internet access, people having access to all sorts of terrible information, just at the click of a button, they can locate some of the most vile behavior, some of the most evil philosophies. And when they do, it begins to, it begins to wear on their soul. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a gospel truth that we must come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. You and I have to be reminded that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We have to be reminded that this world is not our home. We are just passing through. That our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And by this world, I mean this world system. I don't, listen, this world, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should have everlasting life. You hear what I'm telling you today. God means for us to inherit his kingdom and the enemy of that is the system 
of the world in which we live, the prince of the power of the air, the lowercase g-o-d of this world, who tempts us and draws us into a snare, and we end up serving gods who have no power to save. We end up worshiping gods who have no power to heal or to deliver. Having eyes they see not and having ears they hear not and they have no ability to do anything. They are a facade. They are a mirage. And we become idolaters without even knowing that's what we are. And you think because you may not have a graven stone image in your living room that you are not in fact an idolater. But you had better check the idolatrous places of your heart and mind before you just dismiss yourself from any kind of of faultiness there because there are idols that live within us there are worship practices that we partake of and we must reserve our worship for the one hallelujah the one I'm going to say that again the one I'm in a one God apostolic church the one hallelujah the one you better hear O Israel the Lord our God is one Lord there is not another there's nobody beside him there's nobody above him there's nobody equal to him. There's nobody superior to him. He is the Lord. He is the one true living God. And I'm going to tell you the greatest commandment you could ever hear. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And him only shall you serve. You shall love him with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, and with all of your strength. While I'm at it, I might as well keep going. And the second is like unto the first. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Upon these hang all the law and the prophets. Hallelujah. We, we got to be careful that we don't, we don't spend so much time on this. We need to get back into the real scroll. We're just scrolling, 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 scrolling. And we need to put this scroll down, pick this scroll up, and be fed by the word of God that saves to the uttermost. You start believing things you never dreamed you'd believe. You start, you start becoming, you start becoming okay with stuff that you never dreamed you'd be okay with because the world is telling you that it's okay to be okay with it. And I've come to let somebody know the devil is a liar and let God be true and every man a liar. Righteousness is still right. Sin is still sin. Hell is still hell. Heaven is still heaven. Jesus is still the way, the truth, and the life. Glory. Hallelujah. You, 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 you've got to understand that, that, that Israel would fall into these snares and traps. And it's the snare that the devil's trying to set for us today. 
It's a snare that you, you walk into without even knowing that you're walking into it. And, and, and I want you to understand something. You know, these snares and traps that were set for Israel, when, in, in, for instance, in the book of Judges, when, when one judge would die and another judge would come forth, there was a, about a 50 to 60 year time frame that would occur. And, and they would go from serving God with all of their heart and just 50, 60 years would pass and they would be drifting into some terrible, horrible idolatry. Well, you look from 50, 60 years ago till now and you can see how that happens. How many remember 50, 60 years ago? I'm gonna tell y'all something. I, I, I'm not, we're not gonna dwell in the past. We're not gonna live in the past. That's impossible to do, by the way. You can, you can do it all you want. Your mind will try to take your body somewhere that it can't go and frustrate yourself. But I'm gonna tell you something. We can't lose the old time religion. We can't lose old fashioned apostolic Holy Ghost. I want the presence of God. I'm, I'm old enough. I'm old enough to remember some things of how the power of God would fall. That's why I love seeing our young people worship the way I saw you worshiping today. Don't ever stop praising him. Don't ever stop dancing before the Lord and singing praise unto God and worshiping him for his death, his burial, his resurrection. Don't stop praying. Don't stop fasting. Don't stop humbling yourselves and praying and seeking God's face and turning from your wicked ways. Don't stop doing that. That's truth. That's righteousness. That's real. And Israel stopped. And when they would stop, the Lord said, I've got to scatter you. There were, there were times and seasons of scattering. And we read it in Ecclesiastes 3. There is a time to scatter. And there is a time to gather and, and, and those times, and that's, that's hard to understand sometimes because they, they seem to be just diametrically opposed to one another. But, but there is a time of scattering. And, and, and here's the thing. God said, I will scatter you. He said that in the prophets. He said, I'm going to scatter you among the heathen. I'm going to scatter you among the enemy. You have forsaken my way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scatter you to the wind. God said that. And then in the very same book, two chapters later, he says, woe be unto my shepherds who scatter the sheep of my pasture. I want you to know something. If somebody's going to scatter, it better be God. And not a false prophet or a false teacher, a false pastor or a false believer. It, or, or a false, a liar, a lying spirit. If something's going to scatter, you let God do the scattering. Because when God does the scattering, he knows where every particle went. And he's putting it out there, not for the destruction of it, but for the salvation of it. He sends it to the wind and he numbers every hair on your head. And he sees every sparrow that falls. He never loses track of what it was that he scattered. He'll follow it wherever it goes. I'm going to tell you something. You can't get away from God. If you've ever repented of your sins and been baptized in his name and been filled with his spirit, you can't get away from God. He will follow you. How do you think you got home that night when you were so intoxicated? You don't even remember how you got. I'll tell you how you got home. God wasn't giving up on you. God 
lets you have what you want, not because he's okay with it, but because he's going to let you face the demons that you think are fine to live with. And you're going you're gonna to face their fierceness and you're going to face their wrath and you're going to have a whole new appreciation for the shelter and the refuge of God. And I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm speaking to somebody right now. Somebody's feeling a scattering happening in their life. It's, it's things, are, things are out of control. Things are spiraling and scattering. And, and, and I want you to know that, that when that would happen, God would scatter his people among the heathen. But listen, his people would go out among the heathen and they would remember the Lord. And when they would remember the Lord, they would, it, was, it was that adversity of circumstances that brought them back into a seriousness with God. Hallelujah. I wonder, if, I wonder if you could just lean back in your seat for just a moment. Could you just do that? Just kind of lean back in your seat. Feel the armrest on either side of you. And as you do, say, thank God for these armrests. Thank God for this nice seat. Got a little air condition. We got, I got up here, Brother Sizemore, and those lights were hot, just like you said. And I feel a little air coming through here. Feels good in the house of God. Wasn't that way in the underground church in Russia when great grandpa Urshan was trying to hunker down and preach the gospel in a whisper so the soldiers couldn't hear him outside. It wasn't that way in a in, in, in hundred years ago in what was then Persia when they were all kneeling down in the dark whispering under the blood, under the blood, under the healing cleansing flood. But I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes God has to let us experience things like that so that we don't become Come at ease in Zion so that we don't become complacent so that we don't become the church at Laodicea rich and increased with goods thinking we have need of nothing when we don't even realize we're blind and poor and miserable and wretched and naked God help us never to fall into the snare of needing to be scattered we just waltz up in here. We have no worries. We know we're going to feel the presence of God. Those angels are here, Pastor Rogers, and I thank God for them. But I don't want to take them for granted. They walk up and down these aisles. They move in and out of this building as the saints of God come and go. Don't ever take for granted what we have in this house. What we have in this company of believers. Rejoice every day in the God of your salvation. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice in everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. But God had to scatter Israel. And they, and they scattered about. But when they did, Daniel had an excellent spirit that everybody could see. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow. Esther went in before the king because she knew she had come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is your strength and we will rebuild the wall. Something happens when we're scattered. What, 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 what is it? There's a time of scattering. And then there's a time of gathering. Hallelujah. Even the early church, they weren't doing, they weren't doing things wrong, but, but God scattered them through persecution. They were, they were hunkering down. They were just, all they were doing was coming in here and, and enjoying one another's fellowship and enjoying the worship and, and going from house to house. That's great. But, 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 but God said, this isn't just for Jerusalem. I, 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 didn't, I didn't come to just fill Jerusalem. I came to fill the whole earth with my glory. 
Upon those 12 gates in the New Jerusalem are the names of the 12 tribes of Israel. Those Israel tribes, they were not meant to just simply be the chosen people of God. They were meant to serve as entryways through which the whole world could enter into the glory of God. Don't you know that God didn't just save you to save you? He did save you and praise God for it, but he made you a doorway so that others could enter into the life and that more abundantly. Hallelujah. God will scatter the church. He scattered them into Samaria. He scattered them into Ephesus. He scattered them into Galatia. And the Bible says that everywhere they went, they went preaching the word. Hallelujah. I want you to know that's what happens when God begins to scatter. Something starts happening. Holy Ghost starts moving. The power of God begins to be manifest among the people. And I want you to know you got to let that happen. Don't get frustrated with the seasons of scattering. Understand that there's a season of gathering that is coming. Hallelujah. Don't get, don't get, uh, don't get uh, discouraged by the seasons of, of killing. There's a time of healing. The seasons of mourning. There's a time of dancing. The seasons of dying. There's a time of birth. The seasons of plucking up that which is planted. There's a time of planting. Hallelujah. A season of scattering will soon give way to a season of gathering if you turn it all over to Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I, I've come to encourage somebody to get, to get confident in whatever season you're in. Let me, let me speak to the scattered. Some of you are so scattered, you, you, you locked your keys in your car and you don't even know it yet. You'll find out here in a few minutes when you try to leave. Amen. I thank God for those cars that won't let you lock your keys in the car. I think the Lord, the Lord put that in some inventor's heart for me. He said, I got I to gotta help Joel out. Hallelujah. But we just scattered. Stuff is just all over the place. But, but I want you to know that that season is going to change if you turn it over to the Lord. Hallelujah. Maybe you're worried about your job. Maybe you're worried about your children. Maybe you're worried about your health. I've come to rebuke worry in Jesus' name and tell you to step into the flow of the gathering of God. God is right now gathering. I want to declare that to you. He is gathering from all parts of the world. He is gathering. God has set such a stark contrast between him and the gods of this world in 2023. So that you'll have no excuse for not knowing where he is and who he is. And this is not the time for the church to try to look like the world or act like the world or believe like the world. You need to step into the gathering of God. Hallelujah. And let the light so shine that men will behold your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's people, that's people, that's talking about people who are liars and have been deceived by the father of all liars. And they look at their father, the liar, and they don't want anything to do with him. And they behold your good works and they glorify your father, which is in heaven. And it begins to reveal to them that he can be their father. And there's a gathering, there's a gathering. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Hallelujah.
if you haven't repented in a while or ever, it's time to repent. If you've got sin in your life, walk away from it. Hey, let me just tell you something. I love shouting, I love dancing, I'll do it all day long. But we're here to command all men everywhere to repent. You've got to leave that sin. You can't keep dabbling in that same garbage and think that you're going to somehow be made whole from it. You've got to walk away from it. I don't mean just come up here and cry feeling sorry for what you've done. I mean actually walking away from the sin that holds you in bondage. You call me old-fashioned all you want to. I've been called worse, and I'm not afraid of criticism. Repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and being filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is the beautiful plan of salvation. You say, Brother Urshan, I've tried. I've tried. Try again. Do it again. Ask God to help you. He will. You're among people who have tried and you're among people who have fallen. But you're also among people who have faith in God. And we know that if we'll trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him, he shall direct our paths. Hallelujah. I'm reaching for somebody who's in a season of scattering and I've come to tell you that the season's about to change. If you turn it over to the Lord, you need to start acting like you're in a different season. You know, I'm one of those people that I enjoy Christmas carols all year long. One of the ways I comfort myself in February is to start singing Christmas carols. Look out, look at this. I've got perspiration. You know what I'm going to do when I get in that car and it's so hot? I just, you know, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Hallelujah. My goodness, the heat index reaches a certain point. And, and, you, and you know, it, just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the chestnuts roasting on an open fire or yuletide carols being sung by a choir. I don't know what it is, but there's just something heartwarming about knowing that Christmas is coming. And praise God, I'll sing about it in July. Hallelujah. I'll sing about it right here in the middle of my circumstances. There's another season on its way. I am not stuck in this season forever. Hallelujah. Sweat might be dripping from my face. I may be dealing with the blazing hot sun. Heat stroke may be what I'm concerned most about today. But I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like the ones I used used to know where the treetops glisten and the children listen to sleigh bells in the snow. Look at your neighbor. Tell them jingle bells, jingle bells. <laughs> jingle all the way. Dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh because I will not be in this season forever and I refuse to die in the sadness of this season. Arise and shine for thy light is come. Arise and shine for thy light is come. You just keep on dancing. You just keep on praising. You keep on being faithful to God. 
Endure every hot day. Endure every long mile. And one day you're going to open up your door. And that little autumn blast of cool breeze will hit your face. It might get hot again. You're in Cincinnati. Don't go put on the coat and gloves just yet. Glory to God. Get that apple cider going thinking that things are changing. Things might still stay the same for a little while. It could be, it could be a nice, cool 62 degrees today and 95 tomorrow. But that's all right. There's a new season coming. There's a gathering coming. Because I have put my faith in Jesus. There's a gathering coming. God gathers his people. He looked out over Jerusalem and said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often I would have gathered you. You have no idea how many times it was my heart's desire to gather you and your children and your children's children unto me and brood over you like a mother hen would brew over her chicks. The problem wasn't me. The problem was you would not. And I've come to tell somebody today, it's, it's time to stop not doing what God has commanded you to do. He's not trying to make your life miserable. He's trying to lead you unto life everlasting. I need some folks right now who remember what it was like to be in the world and having made a conscious decision to leave the world behind you and serve the Lord. I need you to witness to the gratitude you have for the day that happened. some people who used to get drunk on wine we're in his excess but today you're drunk in the Holy Ghost I need you to give him some praise right now come on don't get comfy don't get complacent don't sit up on a tower of Babel and just settle here you need to let the world know he's a good God and his ways are true and right and holy and pure Come on, witness about it. Witness about it. I'm done. I'm done preaching. Our musicians can come. You can stand. I'm done preaching. God is gathering. God is gathering. He's gathering from the north, the south, the east, the west. He's gathering the people in this city. There's a draw that's happening. Just this week, Sister Connie Hansen was telling me that a lady walked into the church. She may be here this morning, and I hope, I hope that she is. But she walked into the church, and she just said, I need somebody to pray for me. <laughs> There's a reason she came here. 
There's a reason she came here. She was being drawn. The God who gathers was gathering her. She's coming to a place of rejoicing. She's coming to a place, hallelujah, where she can find hope and help and healing and life and love. Saint of God, don't grow weary in well-doing. Oh, God has positioned the Tree of Life Church for such a time as this. Could we, I, 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 listen, we're in the middle, we're, we're finishing out our, our building program next couple months, and we thank God for your giving, but your giving has, it has nothing to do with, with, with money numbers. It has to do with souls. You have given, and because you have given, we've, how many people have we baptized just in the last few months? 42 people have been baptized in Jesus' name over the last few months. I believe somebody can get baptized in Jesus' name today. I believe, I believe they will. I believe there's somebody here who will walk away. <laughs> From their sin and be baptized into the name of Jesus Christ. Could you throw up that, that number that we have? This is what we're trying to raise by October of 2023, $1.2 million. It's a big number. It's a big number. Let me show you how much you've given in just the last 15 months. $952,745.40. We've self-imposed October as the, as the deadline. Let's, let's see that final number. This is what we have left to give, just under $250,000. I believe we can reach that. In Jesus' name. I believe we can get under $200,000 just in the next few weeks. I believe that. I just, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just believe that. Because, you, because there's a gathering happening. There's a gathering happening. The Spirit of the Lord is calling people. Hallelujah. 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 Brother Cummings went from Cincinnati, Ohio to New Orleans, Louisiana. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He, he, he's moved from Cincinnati to New Orleans. I don't know why. Maybe he didn't even know why. But while he's down there, he ministers to a young man who spoke to us today, who is reaching people in the greater Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. You can't script this stuff. There are people that have gone out of this church. By God's grace, later this year, I'm making a trip, Sister Heidi and I, to Madagascar. And you know why we're going? Because the, the man who went there years ago, 60 years ago, 70 years ago, is out of this church. He was on the job. And he was observing this man and his company. The man's name was Ernie Cox. His son is Brother Don Cox, pastors in Milford. And Brother Ernie Cox was just doing, he's just doing his job, that's all he was doing. And, and while he was doing his job, this man is observing him. His name was Richardson. And he said, there's something different about that man. There's something different about him. He told his wife, he said, he's different than all of the other workers that report to me. And then he, he began to talk to him and ask him about it. He found out Brother Ernie Cox is a one God apostolic, Jesus name, tongue talking, holy rolling, born again, heaven bound believer. 
He disagreed with him. He debated him on the oneness of God and on baptism in Jesus' name. He disagreed with him, completely disagreed with him. And when he did, he, Brother Cox said, Brother Cox told him, he said, listen, this is the truth. This is the way. Walk ye in it. And as Brother Richardson began to look more into it, the gathering, the gathering, the drawing, the pulling, the gathering. And he came into the revelation of this beautiful truth. And when he did, the Lord said, time to go to Madagascar. He goes to Madagascar and this was his strategy. This was his strategy to reach that nation. He went out into that nation and said this, does anybody speak English? Anybody? And he went up and down the streets asking who spoke English. And when somebody finally came to him and said, I speak English, he started there, taught them a Bible study. Today, Sister Heidi and I, Lord willing, are gonna go see 250,000 people that are now living who are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. with his glory why would you walk away in a season of gathering why would you turn your back when God is gathering I would to God that somebody would just make their way to the front right now and say God gather me unto you gather me unto you gather my family unto you gather my children unto you Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, that's it. The Lord is gathering you. The Lord is drawing you. The Lord is drawing your children. The Lord is drawing your family. Come on, somebody. That's it in the name of Jesus. I want somebody who wants to be baptized today in Jesus' name. We want to baptize you today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Wash away your sins. Cleanse you of every sin stain. Come on, somebody. It's time for the scattering to stop and the gathering to begin. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. It's time for the scattering to stop and the gathering to begin. There's a gathering. Prodigals are coming home. People who once served him are going to serve him again. Hallelujah. People who have never known his name are going to learn his name by revelation. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. Bring all your needs to the Lord right now. The scattering is going to stop and the gathering is going to start. Hallelujah. There's a gathering. There's a gathering of the faithful. There's a gathering of the faithful. You're the king of this people. You're the Lord of this nation. Hallelujah. Glory. Can we just be real honest right now? Can we just be real honest today? I know we've got our Sunday best on and all of that, but can we just be real today? I want I want people who are struggling. I want you to feel free to come. I want you to come and go from this place 
and leave with the same struggles. Some of you have feelings you're fighting and you don't know how to fight them and you don't know why you have them. I want you to bring them to Jesus right now. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Bring it, bring it right now. Bring it right now. I need, I need some lonely people to come. I need, I need some broken people to come. I need some folks who are wondering why they're struggling spiritually. Come on, I need some people who have sickness in their body. Bring it to the Lord today. There's a gathering. He's not just, he's not just gathering the faithful. He's gathering whosoever will. He's gathering the broken. Come on, come on, come on. Bring it to the Lord right now. Bring it to the Lord right now. In the name of Jesus. There's healing happening right now. There's healing happening right now. There's healing happening right now. There's deliverance happening all across this building. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's healing happening right now. Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord right now. Come on, lift up your voices unto God right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, the same God who made a way is the same God who's here today. 